I mean, I've never ran into somebody that's actually said that to me. Right. But props to you if you fucking do it. So, <laughs> but I mean, I I've never I've never met somebody say that to me. Yeah. If you did, I'd probably smack them. good to go if you are my friend already let's Sounds do good. it all right well uh thank you so much everyone this is uh, another episode of the scoped exposure podcast we travel down south to where everything is bigger including the riffs the muscles and the bikes and uh andrew from i am is joining me on the mm-hmm. podcast today thanks so much for for jamming with me no oh, yeah thanks for having me my man i appreciate it of course um andrew uh you know i i don't count this as a repeat guest um moment uh as andrew came on right when kind of covid was hitting and and shared his thoughts from a band's perspective and we kind of did a a montage episode so that was with uh emma from dying wish and cameron nunez and and uh we talked about a couple things but um andrew's been on my list to get on the podcast to talk about some other topics and other things um but uh, yeah, glad that we're doing this. Um, before we get super yeah, man, into yeah. it, Andrew, um, can you just tell the folks at home who might not know who you are, uh, what you do in the band, and uh, and and where you're based? Yeah, um, I play in a band called I Am from Dallas, Texas, DFW area, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Texas, it don't matter. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah. And uh, you guys are, I've seen some new music uh, in the works as far as some studio stuff, and I would love to pick your brain about that. Before we get super mm-hmm. into it, though, um, got to do the Bev check. Um, so w- recording this actually on the election night, so I'm, I haven't... Yeah, I, I realized that today. As like, you, you sent me a message before this, and you're like, and I'm like looking at all my updates, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's election night, and we're doing a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, let's I, fucking do this. Yeah, I think that there's some episodes that I recorded, you know, even last week where I think that there might be some people who were encouraging people to go vote. So that that's gonna be interesting yeah. when I actually have to go and edit it. But that all that aside, um, yeah, yeah, I I went to an uh, a liquor mart and the guy recommended this. So it's a it's a local Calgary br- uh, brewery, but it's like a Fria's Passion Sour. So nice. they weren't making it anymore and they're moving on to a different kind of sour. So, um, yeah, it's been good. And, uh, I feel like I need some kind of harder, harder Bev on a, on a, on a night like tonight, no matter how things go. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always wonder how is it, how is it over there with, with that? Like for, uh, y'all, since y'all are a different country, is, yeah. is everybody as like into it as Americans? Well, I think, yeah, I think a lot of, you know, people who have friends in the States will, you know, often mm-hmm. be like, hey, like, we're watching, like, make... Yeah, you, you know, sympathize with them, you know, yeah. yeah, you're you're like, you're there in spirit, you know? Yeah, but, you know, like, all that being said, there's definitely a lot of things where, you know, certain political leaders, even in the Canadian sphere, are, like, doing things that are, you know almost copying trump's homework if that makes sense so there's just lots of things where it's like 
you know, I got you. Yeah. So anyways, we'll, we'll get on to a rabbit hole. If we yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what do you, uh, what are you sipping on over on your end? Um, I have a mug filled with red diamond sweet tea Ooh. is my favorite sweet tea. And you can, uh, so far I've only found it in Texas, but Interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure there are other places, but sweet tea is like pretty, good. like that's not usually something that people either offer or is a go-to up here. So is that like just, in yeah, the South that's, or yeah, that's probably my least favorite thing I like about touring is, <laughs> is once you go like one state up from the south it's you know, no more sweet tea oh, no. and if it is it's straight ass yeah it's it's just water and sugar and it's i don't know hmm. yeah it's, it's weird it's weird how it's like mainly a south thing yeah i i'm sure no one has ever thought about you know everyone's gonna default into what's the best part about touring and you're like oh but yeah, I never even thought about asking what's the worst part about touring for you and for you. And tea, sweet tea, man. The, sweet tea. I can't. The, the lack of uh, access to sweet tea. Um, yeah, it's it's rough out here, you know? It's rough out here. <laughs> uh, well, well, Andrew, I'm, I'm really excited to be chatting with you. Um, you know, I am came into my radar. I think I'm trying to remember the, what the year it was. Is when you guys were on tour with Acacia Strain and, and Left Behind. I want to say that it was 20, that was, uh, 2018. A- 18 yeah that was 18 because yeah. we had just recorded hard to kill yeah we just recorded hard to kill and then did that a case train tour with left behind yeah yeah because yeah, i think you played a few songs off of that but the album or i don't think even singles yeah i, were I out think at we that only point. played no yeah we we had just started playing hard to kill on that tour and that was like the first new song we'd ever played yeah so that was that was a pretty it's a pretty weird experience. I mean, I get it's for any band, I guess. Whenever you've been playing the same set for so long and you add something new into the mix, it's it feels good. It's exciting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, that was yeah. Yeah. So that was many moons ago. Uh, but ever since oh, then, yeah. <laughs> um, I am has been like on my radar as far as metal and like those kind of bands and and really you guys doing. Mm-hmm things a little bit different so um before we get super into you know the sonic nature of the band um yeah i I always ask my guests how they first got into heavy music so let's go Mm -hmm. back in time tell me about like the first couple records that you were discovering growing up and and how those things came to be for you yeah so i remember because i was always like my mom is always listening like grunge music and you know earlier new metal shit so she was always cool. She showed me Lincoln Park in my late years, and that was one of the biggest, like, the best band at the time where I was like, oh, shit, this is so sick. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, the first band where I heard that had any kind of, like, I guess, core, core essence, if you would say, it was, uh, who the fuck was it? Demon Hunter. Oh, Demon okay. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a Chris, Christian metal band my dad showed me, and he had one CD, and... I would sneak into his room and pop into the CD player and just like any time he was at work, cause I'd go there over the summers and just be there for the summer. So I wouldn't, he wouldn't catch me doing a whole lot of shit, but yeah. I'd always sneak in and listen to that demon hunter CD. And that was, that was the first, once I heard that, I was like, there's music like that's this crazy. Like I didn't like screaming the whole time. Like I don't, this is crazy. I never heard anything like it besides Slipknot, you know? But to me, like, to me, that was also different. I never, like, really lumped Slipknot in with, like, metal bands for some reason. 
like it was more yeah it was more of like a you know on that same rail of like corn slipknot you know lincoln park all those bands i would like group together but this was as a kid so i didn't know i didn't know anything other than that right you know the radio yeah songs that were played at the radio at the time yeah and then whenever that came around i was like holy shit yeah it like it it seems like new new metal even though it's kind of gone through the the grapevine is or it's just had ebbs and flows as far as like you know it was super big um kind of in the late 90s early 2000s and then you know like as far as active and new new metal bands like it's yeah very few and far between but there is forever this like um imprint of new metal influence on uh first a handful of metalcore bands that come through the ringer these days um and just lots of other stuff as far as like you know making choruses and things like that so yeah yeah it's it's like you said that trio of like lincoln park corn slutnot mm. um you know limbiscuit like all of that like really had a, a huge role to play as far as the heavy music they were all a part of nowadays yeah i mean it it, it destroyed the uh, grunge genre whenever that because the grunge genre era was so it was such a short period of time mm-hmm. and then when new metal came around it was just that was the new trend you know that's what everybody turned to yeah it's, it's crazy how it's been up and down not even with like it being popular just with what it what it is you know because there's i don't know all all of these bands today saying oh we're new metal it just okay sure <laughs> sure yeah yeah, it's, orthodox orthodox is a good band that incorporates it really well though yeah i remember when i, I um when i was interviewing adam i was like there's so many bands that are like we're influenced by slipknot but like they sound like riff wise just insanely yeah vibes it's like all sure. right bud whatever you say man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i'm having flashbacks to um uh th- there's a band from up here in canada called flashback and they kind of were like this hardcore new metal kind of group and now they're like full radio rock like like i tell people it's like lincoln park nice. worship it's like yeah got the dj turntables and everything um but their guitar yeah. player was talking about how there's like different subgenres within new metal there's like the radio rock really like alternative new metal that you would listen to and then yeah. there's like the really like wacky corn i guess slipknot, yeah like more metal like okay. side so um you know yeah. i'm sure that's the same with hardcore is that some people just listen to the surface level like you know cool yeah. music i mean that's but... what i mean the whole subgenre thing is it's, it's just a whole mess of you know ladders of what things are right yeah and the deeper you dig the more that the more you find essentially um yeah <laughs> yeah so... you get those crazy crazy made up subgenres chainsaw hacking death metal <laughs> this genre of 10 bands right um yeah well well speaking of uh genres uh let's you know fast forward a little bit um to kind of how you first started with uh i am so uh were you in projects beforehand or was i am kind of the first thing because you know even though we crossed paths in 2018 um i think you guys started or at least announced around like 2015 so even three years prior to that um so so tell me about how how i am came to be and just like uh the formation of that yeah um i played in bands or one band before this and it was 
with the the drummer, the original drummer and guitarist of I Am. But we just had this shitty band that nobody cared about and we didn't really care about. Right. So scrap, we scrapped that and then we started I Am and then uh, did it for two years, whatever. We weren't like trying to do anything crazy. We were just like, and it was all still so new to us. Like, I mean, that was the age where we were all finding out about bands, finding out about music, you know, and what we liked, what we didn't like. So, you know, it was, it was all over the place, you know, we're just, we're just a couple of kids trying to make some cool music that were friends from high school, you know? And then shit happened, took like two years where we just kind of didn't do anything. And then that's when we wrote uh, Memento Mori, that first, first real EP. Gotcha. And so that's when that, we did put that out and we're like, hey, people kind of give a shit. That's kind of cool. Let's let's do a tour. And then we did that. And we're like, hey, that was kind of cool. Let's let's keep doing it. And, you know, evolve from there. You know, gets crazier, gets gets more serious, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. You know, it's it's never it's never something I didn't want it to turn into, but it's something I didn't expect it to turn into. Yeah. You know, didn't have like high expectations or hopes yeah. it was just like yeah oh this resonates with people maybe i should write put together another record or like yeah just see where it goes yeah yeah. yeah you know it's always that's always a good feeling mm-hmm. yeah yeah having it a little bit more open-ended versus like because i remember growing up it was like every band that was like this is the band that needs to tour the world and do all these crazy things and yeah then it's like actually we're not that good <laughs> like yeah, yeah. and then break you up know, go to the next band yeah. and then i remember i was chatting with someone on another podcast where it's like you're you know how long you're in you know playing in bands and doing you know just being in this underground diy music your expectations you know change year to year so there could be mm-hmm. one year where you're like we want to just grind it out we want to be the busiest band ever and then maybe the next year you're like actually like we want to take some time off and you know so and so just had a kid or or whatever it is um yeah so but like you said like having having low expectations to be pleasantly surprised is kind of how it happened yeah and i mean at you know at the time when you know we were in our younger years like there's we were just getting into like how much streaming was like a thing so like that's that's all new to that this is before that was like a huge thing right so like there's a million fucking bands out there this this one band from texas you know we're not gonna nobody's gonna care like whatever (laughs) let's just play some fucking shows have fun if something happens you know let's fucking you know roll with it but you know we weren't like we never expected anything and we never we still don't take it for granted it's it's something we love and we're glad we get to do, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, just the, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, as far as the first time seeing you guys and what caught my eye immediately was like, um, just the sonic nature of your band is like this blend, like this perfect blend of like really early, like, you know, dad metal music and like all the nuances that like, what people like about like core music nowadays um so you know i was i was going back in time and i was seeing i I think i saw a flyer on your instagram where it was like i am and it said texas beat down and i was like i would not say (laughs) i am is like a beat down band by any means we have gotten we have gotten labeled every genre there (laughs) ever has been 
any genre you can think of, we've been fucking named it. Right. I swear. We've been, I remember looking at a video and someone said we were Wigger Slam. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I don't even know what any other it? bands in that genre. I don't know what that sounds like. Yeah, honestly. they call it like, like nasty and malevolence oh. and shit like that. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, all right, bro. <laughs> yeah, they call us. They call us everything and anything, and I denounce all of it. <laughs> well, since since we're just on that topic, is that kind of how Texas Death, like, you know, you guys have a, that's, a song? That's on- exactly, exactly how it happened. We were we were writing Memento Mori, the EP, and I had thought of it, and that's when I started, like, using the phrase, whatever, Texas Death. I was like, man, I'm so sick of being called, like, all these crazy, stupid genres, like... <laughs> We're Texas Death. That's what we are. Right. And, and you know what's funny is kids will come up to me like at merch tables and like those fucking stupid questions like, what do you think you guys sound like? Like, what do you mean? This is this is my band. What are you you're asking me what I think we sound like? First of right. all, I don't know what you're saying. Right. And then second of all, I, I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we're Texas Death. And they're like, no, but like, what are you? Yeah, what's like, an actual yeah, genre? Yeah, no, like, like what, no, what are that's you? The- like, what, what's the genre? And I'm like, like fuck off like where texas dead yeah like i'm not giving you anything more than that yeah you know that, and that that's just, that goes with like i genres are obviously necessary you know they're they're a thing so so to say that genres are stupid is stupid yeah you know they're they're a thing they need they're in place they need to be there but all these crazy sub genres that get so like ah uh, like every people care too much i guess is what is the main thing you know yeah yeah like, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the defining factor on whether you listen to a band or not if they're metalcore hardcore you know it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter right like, yeah. i get that they're you know yeah label whatever you want but don't dictate what you listen to based off that yeah you know no that that's that's huge honestly i i just uh last week released a podcast with a band from uh i'm i hate that i is it from germany some somewhere in europe uh, mm. but they were expressing on how tough it is you know just being a band from europe everyone labels them as like a euro core band and yeah like, i don't yeah, and like that's that sounds so like you, dumb <laughs> yeah man it's so and it's it's crazy that you can be in a hole when you're like when you um when you're like, yeah, I, we're this band. Like, if you if a band comes out and be like, we're the best metalcore band ever, and they print it on every like metalcore this, metalcore this, metalcore that, you like it almost feels like you pigeonhole yourself to where you're like, you can only be a fucking metalcore band for the rest of your life. Right. You know, y'all can't evolve, y'all can't do anything. You're you're a metalcore band. You know, it's just I feel like bands and people just take too much. They think too much about that instead of the music right yeah like it takes away from it it you know the the coin is two-sided you know i'm sure there's a lot of bands who are like you know saying new york hardcore while that has a legendary title to it i'm sure there's a lot of Mm -hmm. really bad new york hardcore bands you know yeah just by the nature of of things yeah just because they're they're a they're a genre it doesn't make them good it doesn't right those two don't don't add up (laughs) yeah well i'm glad that we you know, not like it was a mystery, but I, I appreciate the connection between because, you know, yeah. as soon as it was like, 
you know, that was your guys' intro for a long time. And even when I saw you guys last at Snow and Flurry, it was on one of the amps. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this this shit is like just <laughs> yeah. it's so sick. Um, so, so anyways, uh, you guys have always, you know, it, it's kind of cool because a lot of the music that you have definitely leans more on the metal side. But I see like the hardcore community at large, like really being like, yeah, this, this stuff slams. Um, were you guys like kind of always playing to like hardcore kids growing up and that's how that evolution happened or has the audiences you played to been mixed and everything, um, everything in the works there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when we first started playing, maybe it was because we started playing with, all the bands that were in the hardcore scene or like we just didn't know like there were two different or three different four different scenes whatever but that's just what that's just what we found i guess is you know the hardcore scene so we started playing shows with there and you know from there we you know for a while it was like okay nobody gives a shit about this you know metal band whatever fuck you but those are the only shows we like we knew of so we were like okay let's just keep fucking playing them fuck it and you know over the years it was kind of like, okay, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are sticking it out. Like, all right. You know, and that's when about Memento Mori came out and then that's when we were like, okay, you know, they're, we're a part of this, you know, we're here. And so I think that carried on, well, obviously within the style of music because it's always, it's always in there, but we're all like, a, we're all metal guys, like by nature, you know, we, that's majority what we listen to, but we grew up playing those types of shows mm-hmm. and we still you know we try to do a mixed balance when we're especially when we're doing tours right. you know because it's always i feel like you shouldn't keep your audience you know so like i said in a hole you know you gotta broaden it right. i feel like if you if you play you know do one or two metal tours and then do a hardcore tour do you know a metal tour, then do another, a metal core tour, you know, then do a death core tour, whatever, you know, it just, it's always, you always got to keep your palate, you know, open. Right. You know, I feel like that's, that's definitely helped us in both, both crowds, you know, both areas of places that we play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, the, I've, I've only gotten the chance to see you guys twice, but I guess the first, I guess if, if you wanted to, you know, absolutely say the genre is like the first time was like definitely like a medical tour with the case strain left behind and yeah and you guys playing snow and flurry was definitely like more leaning on a hardcore festival but just like yeah you know i think you guys being the more metal band of that like string of bands was you know worked in your favor to kind of let people not yeah. just like oh here's another hardcore band it was like oh like, yeah you know, little that's how we've been. We've always been that metal band that plays hardcore tours, hardcore shows, hardcore, whatever. Or yeah. we've always been that band. We're not a hardcore band, but we're we fucking play that shit all day long yeah. and always have for right. some fucking reason. So, yeah. but it's uh, cool. I love it. You know, th- this is just a question I thought off the top of my head, but uh, it, is there a hardcore band um, or just, you know, a vocalist or a style of music that that maybe in in the forefront hasn't been in in the influence game but is there something that you have like 
you know, for vocals, like always listening to something prior to like hype you up or just like, you know, Oh, mm -hmm. like let's, let's do more two steppy stuff because that like actually, you know, isn't common in metal, but it works for what we're doing. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know cause Tom, I mean, Tom, obviously he writes all the guitars and him. And like I said, his palette's completely fucking, it's spread everywhere. So he, and we, like I said, we all listen to it. So yeah, I mean, that's all we do. You know, we, we sit there and jam bands and, you know, I feel like it's a subconscious thing. It's not really like a, hey, you should put this here because we should have a two-step here. Right. It's, it's more of like a, we do it in a flow sense. So like we're writing, you know, he's writing and it comes out as like a, it's more of like a moment, not like a, hey, put this type of beat here. Right. Yeah. You know, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's really cool. Like, like I was saying the metalcore thing, um, the hardcore festival. And then like, I guess the last fest that you guys were a part of was definitely like way on the metal side, both bands like spite and, um, I'm trying to, burials, yeah. I think we're, we're on it as well. Just a sea of orthodox just, orthodox. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. cool that you guys have, have been able to, you know, Hey, this is who we are. If you're going to fuck yeah. with it, like, Let's, let's yeah. go. And it also um, helps that we don't really fit in. Right. You know, we don't we don't really fit in in any certain way. I mean, we don't really fit in with, you know, a death metal tour. You know, we don't really fit in with a hardcore or a metalcore tour. Like we're kind of a it's kind of a weird, weird mix where it's like you don't really know, which I like. I think that's right. I think it it leaves more to the imagination whenever you're listening to a band. Has there ever been a, a death metal uh, tastemaker who's been like, you can't call yourselves a death metal band if you don't sound like this or you play with all these hardcore bands? I mean, I've never ran into somebody that's actually said that to me. Right. But props to you if you fucking do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I've never, I've never met somebody say that to me. Yeah. If you did, I'd probably smack them. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously that's not something I'm trying to encourage. I'm just like, it like you're nah, saying, yeah, it, no. it's pretty just ridiculous on how like people will try to rationalize things and it's like just listen to the music and just have a good time so yeah yeah um, that's that's what we're all here for yeah so um you know ironically uh you know just a couple of days before recording this podcast hard to kill uh i guess turned two years old um so yes. uh which which feels like yesterday honestly as far as like Dude. when i was like oh here's the new album but then i was like oh that yeah i i was living here at that time and i remember when i was like first listening <laughs> yeah. to it um yeah, yeah, yeah but as far as like things on the horizon on the i am sphere um you guys you know kind of during i, I think it was just before COVID hit but you guys signed with e1 heavy yeah um yeah. so are you guys i'm, I'm sure you're you know, you're a band that's always turning out things. So is there something, and, and I've seen a, a little behind the scenes, like behind the scenes is very um, generous. Yeah. Considering We've made just, very few, very subtle, subtle, subtle things. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, they were very subtle. Um, but yeah, is there anything that you want to share as far as um, either a new album, uh, something that you guys are working on, um, and just how that's going? Yeah, uh, we actually recorded the album in... July and then we went back for another session actually last week I just flew in a few days ago a few flew back because we were finishing up vocals gotcha. 
Um, but yeah, we got a we got new music coming out on E1. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It's our first like I think 11:26 was a good good thing for us because it, it it opened up a lot of doors for us. But it just kind of feels weird being on a, a major label, if you want to call that. Yeah. You know, it's it's someone who has you know stature and music community, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited to release that, and it's it's definitely. Um, this is going to be the most nerve-wracking release for sure that when it comes time to put outs it's it's very we definitely i don't know what's the right fucking word man it's almost like there is no words for like how how we went about this one i don't know it's it's weird it's different we didn't we didn't put ourselves in a cell and like contain we kind of let it just go Mm, so it's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy i love it i think it's amazing so we'll see what everybody thinks whenever it gets out so yeah well (laughs) as long as there is um i i'm sure with you know i'm sure with any release there's always that okay how can we push the envelope a little bit more how can we take things a little bit further but obviously there's going to be um you know it's very it's very uncommon for bands just to go hard left turn or hard right turn into an entirely yeah. different genre but i feel like yeah. you know just off where you were saying like you know my mind starts to brainstorm and get all like oh like i know the i am sound so how how has <laughs> that organism grown bigger so that's very yeah. exciting to hear that, that's kind of my cat was almost getting in the frame oh, you're all good. <laughs> uh but no, that's kind of how how it is. It it's it's nice not having a barrier. It's nice because I mean I feel like I feel like especially with us, you know, we have. I'm not gonna say like a unique sound where no one does what we do, but like it's unique to us to where we can expand on that and make it bigger than what it is. Right. You know, because this that's essentially what we wanted to do with this album too. We wanted to take Hard to Kill and make a monster out of that (laughs) it was it wasn't just like a hey let's let's just do another hard to kill or let's let's make an album that's this style and let's do it like this it was more like let's take this and just make you know create this beast yeah yeah and i'm yeah i'm i'm very very excited for that and and like you're saying like i think i think bands hit that like um that label that's kind of like not middle of the road, but like something that's like, okay, like this is something to, you know, get us to that next level. But like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I, um, I haven't heard of lots of bands being signed to E1 and maybe it is because it is that big of a a metal label. And when I clicked on it, I'm like, Oh, within the ruins. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's at that level. So, um, that's, yeah, they got, they all got high on fire and crowbar and, yeah. bunch of crazy yeah a bunch of crazy old bands you guys did um uh something with crowbar recently like a, a live stream event. yeah yeah we did a live stream with them yeah. yeah it was pretty it was pretty weird doing like it was it was weird when we got the uh offer for it and because it was just like okay like pretty random but let's fucking let's do it yeah and right. so we got together and started getting everything ready it's just so it's not even like a music video. Whenever you're doing a music video, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this like 10, 10 or 12 times, play the set, film it. It was one shot, 
one audio, one video, you know, you can't fuck up. <laughs> like they're like, it's just like here, like here, and there's no audience, you know, there's, you know, camera guy. And we're just like, all right, you got to make this a good ass performance in one shot after we haven't played with each other in fucking six months. Right. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, but it was, it was badass. We got to, you know, decorate the whole room and, you know, create a vibe and a mood. So it was, it was pretty badass. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. I, I almost think that like, um, you know, Code Orange kind of being the the first band to kind of do this whole like live stream and kind of set. I was just talking with someone about that the other day. I was like, man, isn't it crazy that Code Orange is the band that like made this live stream shit like go like, yeah. they're, they're, they're pretty much the pioneers of it, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy you know, to think like a, Metal. Yeah, and, and just like at the time, I think everyone was just like, "What's happening with the world?" There was a lot of uncertainty. A lot of people were just like yeah. bummed as far as like canceling tours and you know their jobs, you know, in the in the works of that. Yeah. But them doing this live stream event and going as hard, if if not harder than they normally would, kind of said as like, okay, if my, if my band's going to do a live stream, it needs to be that like you know fuck this whole like yeah bad year that we're all having let's just try and have the best time that we can so yeah it's it's yeah i remember watching that that first one they did and it was just in it was incredible yeah it was crazy crazy the shit they did i'm honestly thinking about um trying to either do some kind of podcast or a list of like the most like monumental like yeah and this is all subjective as far as like you know yeah me and your list are would probably be different but just like the most you know very crucial and important moments in like hardcore history and that yeah that's that, that moment that's for is for sure, sure for yeah, sure on that, that, list. that shit stamped in the ground that's 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 a fucking moment absolutely and that, i just thought that was just crazy that you know a band like that did that because i mean you're seeing all these major artists do it now right you know artists that are on you know the radio all day those artists are starting to do live streams so it's just it's crazy to me that they were you know they pioneered it yeah it's they're so on sick. like gq magazine so i'm just like what yeah the it's hell so it's happening? so fucking cool yeah <laughs> yeah and you don't even have to like code orange to be happy about that yeah honestly. you know that's 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 a that's a win for the whole scene you know yeah. or everybody you know yeah just having that much eyes especially on the normie world to be like hey here's a band yeah. that's metal you know we're getting back to subgenres yeah. here um but they did that's this what event and this many people like you have billy eilish's yeah you have billy eilish's manager like looking out she said oh this code orange live stream and then they see that oh yeah let's do this right this man did it you know so it's just it's crazy yeah yeah it's uh it's it's truly you know uh, a weird year but it's it's really inspiring to see some of the innovations that bands labels yeah. uh booking people record uh recording studios just everyone's just like pushed like everyone's under pressure to like still do stuff and a lot of yeah. stuff is like new and like yeah never done before so it's it's like that shit when you're pushed against the wall some of the best shit happens you know yeah. it's it's exactly that you know, none of us have a choice on whether we can play shows or not. So you have to find another way. You know, it's you can't just not do anything. Right. 
it's um, not it's not good for the soul it's not good for you know anybody yeah um we got a little off topic uh but as far as the yeah we the, did <laughs> sorry no 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 that's uh you know rambling <laughs> is is encouraged but yeah. um as far as yeah. the new uh the the new record is concerned um are you in a, a position where you can share any details of rough timelines of when around that's coming out or you know how many songs um, for is sure, on it for sure in 2021 for sure it's not it's definitely not going to be this year um but we we might get something out towards the end of the year or super early in the next year that's kind of all up for debate you know kind of we just gotta plan things out um but as far as the record there's 11 songs on it so that's one, yeah, most, most we've done for a record and it's, it's pretty, it's, it's a definitely a concept record. It's not just a, you know, song, 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 different topic. Like it's a, it's a concept record, which is the first one we've done, which is really fucking cool. Um, yeah, there's a, there was just so much more effort and time put into this record that is just, and that's why like, you know, like you said, the COVID thing, it's a, for some some it's a blessing in disguise you know you're you're getting pushed against the wall and you're getting the best shit so it's like we have no other fucking choice but to write and take time and put our best work out yeah so i think i think that's you're gonna be i think you're gonna be able to tell on the new record um so that is very exciting we're gonna change topics a little bit here yeah um but uh, Texas has kind of been in the conversation a lot in the last few months, um, just with, um, the unfortunate passing of, of Riley of power trip. Yeah. And, um, I'm blanking on his name. So forgive Wade. me, uh, Wade, yeah, from, Wade from, from Iron, Iron Age. Age. Um, yeah. so I think a lot of people have been, you know, talking about call it Texas heavy music, uh, a little bit more. Um, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I guess I wanted to ask you on, you know, how, you and your the rest of the band and just like your friends overall have been you know work you know working through that because you know like i've lost people in hardcore and you know what immediately happens i find is everyone like okay like let's figure out ways that we can celebrate this person's life raise money for the family like it's yeah it's instantaneous but now that you know we're currently in a world where we can't rush to those things um, you know, even just thinking about the amount of shows that would have happened for, you know, raising money for Black Lives Matter and protesters that essentially yeah, didn't. What it could have been. Right. You know. Um, but you know, again, let's let's try and stay on topic. Uh but <laughs> yeah, as far as like um, you know, being such a a formative uh member of just like the Texas heavy scene, um, how, how has that been weighing on you? Um, it's been pretty rough. It is, it's a detrimental blow to everybody who is involved in music in Texas. You know, it, it, it obviously it didn't matter even if you liked power trip or not, like you knew how important it was, especially with Wade too, you know, without Iron Age, you know, it wouldn't have been. So it's just, and our guitar player, Tom, he's, he, I think he knew them personally. And he's he's been having a way more rough time than the most of us, specifically in our band. But you know, our hearts and thoughts and prayers or whatever go out to them for sure. Because it's it's I mean to everybody, it's it sucks. It's not a good feeling when 
someone of that stature who's done so much for Texas music, you know, for them to just pass it just, especially with all the circumstances with this year, it just kind of, I feel like all that with it weighs super heavy. I've, I've never seen someone who has died in, you know, the hardcore community or metal community do so much like they have for Wade and Riley. Yeah. Like the amount of support they have for those guys is just, it's, it's insane. It's, it's unmatched. Right. You know, there's, I don't know. It sucked. It still sucks. But they'll never be forgotten. Everybody knows that they're legends over here, mm-hmm. so it's nothing. They're not going to be forgotten anytime. Right. Yeah, and yeah, like I think a lot of people. You, know, I I don't know if Texas bands like there was this theme when I was discovering a few other bands where it was like, uh, bands from that area would always put like TX and they're like either you know instagram names or like they would actually yeah. put it in their band band names mm-hmm. of all things but yeah. like do you feel like texas is kind of like a weird part of the country that wasn't or didn't get that recognition and then like when all that happened just all these new eyes kind of flooded and was you know out of you know talking about uh power trip and iron age but then out of you know you know through the conversations was finding out about new music i'm just kind of curious on how that hopefully like expanded um the awareness of of your scene yeah i think it definitely did because even if you didn't know you would look and see who who they support and who they follow you know and who they listen to so it definitely opened up i'm sure a lot of people's fucking eyes but even then i think i think texas has always been kind of that prominent music culture you know it had it had it's always had that and I feel like everybody recognizes it. Not everybody likes it, but <laughs> everybody kind of recognizes it. You know, it's it's always been like, yeah, that's a Texas band. Oh, okay. You know, that's a Texas band. But like, it's it's weird because you know you don't really you don't really think of many other states like that. Besides, like you know, Texas, you know, California, New York. You can say, oh yeah, that's a California band. That's a New York band. Or that's a Florida band, maybe. But like, yeah, you like you know, an Idaho band or a Iowa band, you don't really know like what, what that is, or it doesn't have like a, a certain sound. It could, you know, I, I just might be not knowledgeable on it, <clears throat> but as far as I know, it's, it's always had that kind of staple of like, you know, these bands are from Texas. Right. You know? Yeah. Is there uh, any bands from Texas that you feel like haven't hit that like, recognition uh as far as like them putting out either a brand new band or one that's been around for a while that more people need to know about dude there's this band from san antonio texas called life cycles okay and there's it's a crossover thrash band but they are the best musicians and the best live band and just i don't their music is incredible okay and there's just you know there are a bunch of cool ass dudes who you know i think two of them are dads and they're just they do live streams by themselves like nobody really kind of like you know gives them the time of day i feel like outside of texas which is crazy to me because they they do a lot they Mm -hmm. put a lot of work in but like they kind of stick to san antonio i guess so it's you know they're in that realm but yeah if anybody who watches this or listens to this this new band called life cycles 
from San Antonio, Texas. They deserve all the fucking love. Well, as soon as you said crossover, I was like, all right, you got my attention. Um, I'm yeah, always on the hunt for new bands yeah, like that. Um, that is Texas. <laughs> Most of Texas is just crossover. So, yeah. yeah, I think that was the first time that I met you in Calgary. You were like, yeah, we're like, we're like a crossover band. Um, but yeah, like that. I think crossover is kind of like this loosely learned, uh, used yeah, term it's where broad. it's like crossing over between two genres. It doesn't need to necessarily yeah. be thrash and this. It can yeah, be, it's, it, yeah, yeah. You know, there's crossovers between different. I mean, that's how fucking subgenres get made. Whatever. <laughs> we keep you know, we cross. keep coming back to that. Yeah, you um, just keep you keep doing it. Yeah, I I definitely want to plug Fists of Fury as I yeah been Fists listening to that Fury. album. Uh, I yeah. think I'm, I'm blanking on uh, the guitar player's name, uh, but he was he was sending me all the all the singles, and mm-hmm. I think they released um, the album and two singles all in the same month. So I was like trying to curate my um, my monthly recap list. I was like, dude, you're giving me yeah. too too many good songs to choose from. He's like, I don't think that's an issue. <laughs> you, yeah, and, and you were actually on uh, on one of those tracks. That Dude, I was, yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was super see. stoked whenever I got to do that. Yeah, shit, that's another band. You know, that's another band that they're they're fairly new too, and they're just making badass music. You know how much I wish when I was a new band that we made badass music. <laughs> I feel like that's that's, I feel like that's a thing of the past now. It feels like almost. I feel like you had so many bad bands back in the day, right. like, you know, eight years ago. And now, like, it seems almost a new band that comes out. It's like, you're solid. You write good music. This doesn't sound like, like, like you're doing everything right, right off the bat. This is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, like, there's certain bands that, that I was in that I'd rather stay buried versus trying yeah, to I feel have like that a part of my story. I feel like nobody says that anymore. Like, oh, you should play it. And that, like, I don't really talk about that. It's like, no, you don't hear that anymore. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's like, yeah, I played in that fucking band. Like, it was, it was sick. Like, oh, yeah, it's it cool. At least in, like, people who like that, you know, specific type of music. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, you know, if that's maybe maybe an example of the internet and there's just, like, so much influence and things to take away from. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, when, uh, when I was in some of those local bands, it's, like, obviously the internet existed, but I wasn't, like, always just surrounded by, like, bands from all over it was like kind of yeah who's doing what in my local scene and what do i like and what do i don't like so yeah 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 i remember i mean all i had to listen to were burned cds that i had yeah. or the few cds that i could buy whenever i was younger so like i feel like now you have a plethora of bands that you can take influence from or you know get knowledgeable on and yeah. i feel like everybody's doing it obviously because all i had were my fucking <laughs> 30 or 40 cds and that was my music collection that i had at the time you know right. like that was and the few songs i could try to stream on my shit flip phone <laughs> so i don't know it, just, it was like impossible to stream music back yeah. then on a like flip phone it was so yeah. hard um we're gonna change topics uh to a you know hard hard right turn uh topic right. change wise but um uh i i've seen that you're very into bikes and motorcycles and things like that and and obviously yeah. that kind of like fits within the the overall i am vibe as far as being <laughs> like motor motorcycle metal um, yeah but um you know tell me about you know have you always ridden, ridden bikes growing up 
have you always wanted to? Did you just watch a show and some guy roll on a bike and you're like, that's who I want to be? Uh, <laughs> no, so, I mean, my dad rode a few bikes. I remember seeing that growing up and he took me on the back of one. And I've always liked it. You know, it was always like, okay, yeah, that's cool. It'd be cool to get a bike one day, like whatever. Until I got into my, you know, early 20s and uh, I have a friend that has a really badass chopper and I used to work with him. And so I saw him riding once. I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I need to get a fucking bike. Right. So next day, I fucking go get my license or whatever. And then the next day, I go buy a bike. Mm-hmm. And then it fucking ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking do it. You'll spend all your time, all your money right. on it. Yeah. But it's the greatest shit. I love it. I love it so much. Right. It's, it's, it's given me something to be stoked about. Besides, like, music and all this, other, which I think is important to find something other than, you know, what your main defining thing is you do. You know, like, if your main thing that you do is music, like, find something else that's, you know, n- like, not having anything to do with it. It kind of it kind of sets a good balance on, like, I don't know. But it's, uh, it's definitely taken over my life. It's, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure with like, like you were saying, like having a, cu- a couple things that you're passionate about and not just being so hyper-focused on one thing is, you know, yeah. one thing, you know, a pandemic hits and you can't play shows. I'm sure you've been working on your bike and, and riding it way more than you have in, uh, in past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, I mean, I honestly feel like that's the key to being remotely happy is being busy and finding don't limit yourself to like one thing that you like to do and keep, keep trying to find new ways to get excited, you know, cause, cause all, I mean, everything gets boring at some point, yeah. you know, there's always going to be a point where it's kind of dies down, you know, same with music, you know, everybody, I mean, for most people, when they get, you know, their later years in life, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to really go to shows anymore. It's, it's not really, you know, I'm kind of old. Yeah. I was like, so, you know, it's always good to have, different avenues on shit that you like it, yeah. it keeps your mind stimulated it keeps you happy excited so yeah i'm definitely um, glad i'm into it yeah um you know is texas a, a good state or a good part of the world to to be riding bikes because uh i have a i have friends from back home in winnipeg where uh they're very into bikes and you know ride them into mm-hmm. the barbershop all, all the time but you know when there's six months of winter it doesn't you know, it, it's the, that's building season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's build. That's building season. Um, yeah. Is there, is there certain months, I guess in the, in uh in a place like Texas where it's probably a lot more um, forgiving on the warmer, warmer weather side of things um, is like riding se- season over, or do you still have like a couple I mean, months? It, it, it is for sure. I mean, we're pussies in Texas when it comes to cold. <laughs> So we don't, yeah, we're not, <laughs> it's once, once like December hits, it's almost like, eh, right. I'll, I'll wait for, you know, till February. But that, like I said, that's when a lot of people, you know, build their bikes or do something they've been wanting to do to it. And which, you know, it's good because it keeps you busy with that actual project, but not just writing it, which that's also part of it too. It's, it's different than just like uh, average Joe walking in and buying a new motorcycle off, you know, a Harley lot. It's, 
you know, you're building something, you have to take time and you have to work on it. It's not something you can kind of just push off or else you'll miss something and you'll fucking die going down the highway. So it's, it's, it's pretty important that you are very like meticulous around that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's almost like a new way of life. Like you have to like make sure it's all like, you know, good or else your life depends on it is there a little bit of a divide between people that build bikes and people that just buy them from harley davidson yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's almost yeah there's almost like this whole it's it's like music you know with everything there's a social social status there's social parties you know there's different different groups so like yeah like obviously like most guys who ride choppers are like i mean mostly if you ride two wheels like cool that's fucking sick you know it take it, it's a lot just to even do that so that's fucking cool i'm not i'm not super i don't really care but a lot of people are just like you know if you don't fucking build your bike then fuck you which is which is cool too because fuck them but <laughs> you know yeah it just it's it's almost like you're like a yeah i built this fucking bike you can't even change the oil on your bike you know <laughs> It's just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that there's always this, like, like you said, like there's a community aspect. I remember um, yeah. I was working at a place and, um, my boss's, uh, my, well, I guess, yeah, my old boss's daughter totaled their car. So he had all this like money, uh, to, to get a new car through insurance. So he bought a Jeep. And then he was just like getting obsessed with like Jeep culture because everyone who has like Jeeps, they'll like wave to each yeah. other. They'll be like, "Oh, you got this, these these yeah. kind of rims. Oh, nice, nice job." <laughs> That's, Versus, yeah, it, it almost yeah. takes over, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just I, I, I'm sure, and obviously there's a lot more pride that you can take off of something like I built this like gaming PC versus like I bought yeah. this at Best Buy. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's always, and like I say, like you said with the gaming PC, it's with almost anything, you know, if there's a way to do it that, you know, you feel more proud about, or it's, you know, it takes more time, it's, in the end, it's going to make for a better outcome, I feel like. Right. You know? Um, you know, if there's anyone that's listening that, you know, has always wanted to get a bike or has thought about getting a bike originally, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give as far as, like, before you go and drop your credit card or whatever it is um, to, to think about critically uh, before making that choice? Uh, make sure you're willing to die on a motorcycle. Okay. Make sure you're okay with the fact that you could die on it. Right. That's my biggest thing. Because people buy bikes all the time and they'll ride it for a month. And they're like, you know, like it's not really into it. It's, you know, scary, whatever, all this stuff. So before you buy a bike, sit there and ask yourself like are you okay are you willing to be thrown off this thing you know because it ha- it's gonna happen at some point it's not like they always say it's not if it's when right. so you you have to be okay with knowing that it's gonna happen at some point mm-hmm. and if you're not okay with it don't fucking get a bike you know <laughs> don't do it <laughs> yeah you don't want a nervous biker um besides yeah that. that's that's the worst a nervous biker is the absolute worst yeah have, have you even thrown off uh the bike yourself yeah yeah twice one was down the alley I'm fucking <laughs> i was finishing building it and uh one of the bolts was stripped on my handlebar so it came off when i was taking off <laughs> but, yeah it was it was fucked 
And then a few months ago, actually, this uh, guy stopped right in the middle of the road, uh, slammed into his bumper. My wife fell off the back of the bike. I went down the fucking hill. Luckily, we weren't. We, yeah, we weren't banged up too bad. Just a few scratches, but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty surreal. It, it, it gets real really quick. Right. You know, it's it's not like a game. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's kind of one of those things where you get a skateboard or you get some kind of like, you know, electric longboard or whatever. It's like the, you know, the fun level maybe increases, but the risk also increases yeah. at the same yeah. time. You got to acknowledge that and you got to be okay with that, you know? Yeah. Risk, um, risk versus reward. It's so it's how it always is. Um, w- you know, a question I had here was, will we ever get a proper motorcycle rev on an I am song at any point? <laughs> uh, we actually talked about it for this album. So we're still, we're still, me- we're still in the mixing process. So it could, it could be, could be in there. All right. Could well, be in there. hopefully th- I, I spoke oh, that man, into, who, who into did it. Was it Judas Priest that did that? Oh, I'm trying I think to Judas Priest went on stage with a bike. I think it was Judas Priest. Well, I, know, I don't remember, but it was fucking badass. I know um, this guy, Dan, from Seattle. He's like a photographer, and he has a photo mm-hmm. on his website, and I and I don't know the band, but it's it's this iconic photo that I've seen so many times, and someone's in the mosh pit with, like, a bike, and everyone's circling <laughs> around like, what's happening? Um, That's funny as Because everyone jokes about, like, oh, yeah, you bring a bike into the pit, but, like, this motherfucker actually did that, so. He did. <laughs> I'll try and find shit. it and send it to you. Um, yeah. After this. Yeah, please do. Um, well, well, Andrew, this uh, we're kind of getting close to the time where we should start wrapping it up. So I'll, I'll ask you my final question. Um, so the last Alrighty. tail end piece that I ask all my guests is a favorite mosh story that they would like to share. So that doesn't necessarily oh, need to man. be like – you did this or someone did this to you or it happened at an I am show, whatever is the very first thing to your mind, uh, is how we'll say goodbye. Okay. Uh, so when we were on the nomad tour with Kubacon, no Zodiac and left behind a few years ago, uh, we played this game called mosh paper scissors. And so, so we, yeah. So, the goal is you pick the worst part of a song, like a part that you, you don't mosh to. Like it's some crazy, kind of some weird shit you're not supposed to mosh to. Right. And if you're, if someone asks you, you want to play mosh, paper, scissors, you have to say yes. If you're like in the game, right. you know? Right. So you go to someone during a really weird, awkward part, and be like, all right, mosh, paper, scissors, and do mosh, paper, scissors, or whatever. And if they lose, they have to go and mosh right then and there. Like, no matter what, it could be a silence, like silence. Like, it could be like switching it's just over. just like dead silence, and it, they're like, yeah, yeah thanks be, for coming yeah. out. And then someone's that, like, that. kook. Yeah. So there was, there was, I think there was maybe some local band. I don't even remember who it was. But we were in New Jersey, I think. And uh, I was playing with Rolo, the vocalist of No Zodiac. Okay. And uh, I caught him on it. And it was such, it was such a weird part. It wasn't even like a... I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't something that you. It's not a musical to. part you can describe. It's like you yeah, have to you hear could, it to you be like, move to oh it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to do it, and he lost. He had to go fucking do that shit. It was it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. That's that's hilarious. But that game that game's entertaining. That game is very entertaining. Well, definitely gonna play that when we get when we get shows <laughs> yeah. back. 
yeah yeah it'll make your friends real uncomfortable especially the ones who like don't really like to mosh or move so they oh, already true. go in super yeah. awkward and it's not like, like oh. all right let's do it it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, i it's... don't even i'm too old for this shit or whatever. yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny it's pretty yeah. funny um well well andrew this this has been a blast um you know no yeah thank you for having me again yeah you of know. course i always, always love it yeah and and like i said like i think you know your band's music is like this kind of refreshing um taste as far as like you know like you were saying being being its own thing you know not being stuck in one genre i lost andrew's video i'm waiting until he comes back <laughs> can't believe it man and i was i was like okay my phone's phone's on a good charge i should be all right i shouldn't have to charge it fucking well, zoom yeah well maybe yeah just some a battery drainer but um anyways uh andrew thank you for coming on the podcast with me and jamming and talking um i am and metal and kind of everything in between um you know i i don't just say this because you're on the podcast but you know you you guys are a band that i've always appreciated and have been stoked on since i found out about you guys and it seems like you guys are always doing stuff different and and staying you yeah. know in your own lane and doing your thing yeah. so um is there anything that you want to shout out plug uh send people after this podcast wraps up the floor is yours for whatever you want. Um, whatever. whatever uh, as far to. as new albums go, there's a was it Chamber just put out a new record. Boundaries just put out a new record. Um, this band from Oklahoma, Omen. Yeah, they were on that tour with Stone Flurry. Yeah. They just put out a new OKC uh, Boys EP or record. Yeah. 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 So I mean, there's there's a bunch of good music to check out. You know, just everybody be safe and sane. Don't be hs throats all the time yeah yeah that's all i got so yeah be be good to one another so we can yeah. be sick at shows with one another again that's, sooner yeah. than later um thank you again andrew for coming on the podcast with me and i am looking forward to the day that we can uh cross paths again and uh i can hear the new songs live that would be sick yeah me as well yeah me as well i appreciate you having me on man of it was course a blast.